Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday the 24th of June. Today, our next NBA-bound Aussie, Nick Kyrgios, presents a nightmare first-up matchup for the top seeds at Wimbledon and a tragedy narrowly avoided at the World Swimming Championships. But first... The defending premiers are back on top of the AFL ladder after thrashing the Brisbane Lions by 64 points in their top-of-the-table clash at the MCG. On paper, it was a blockbuster. The reigning premiers Melbourne Demons against the number one contenders, the Brisbane Lions. First versus second on the ladder, a clash of the competition heavyweights. And it was meant to be the opportunity for the Lions to stamp their premiership credentials. Instead, it was a bloodbath. Pickett, not quite, follows up, taken down, not taken down! Steps through and goals! The D's reminded the other 17 teams that the road to the flag this year goes through them with a 64-point demolition of the visiting lines. And Brizzy coach Chris Fagan thinks his team got off lightly. We should have lost the game by a lot more than we did tonight. We're lucky they didn't kick straight. That's as bad as we've played in a long, long time. But Hawks legend Jason Dunstall believes that last night's performance has put a line through the Lions' premiership hopes for 2022. Do Brisbane have the physical and mental toughness to win a flag. And based on that performance tonight, you'd nearly go down the rooms and read the last rights because it just wasn't there. Speaking on Fox footy last night, Dunstall was... Uh, oh, sorry, Jason, you weren't finished. But when you face these tests, if you put in dismal performances like that, it saps the very belief in the group. So you come there, you get the big start, and they've got to go to the G and win. Let's not forget that. They've got to go to the G if they're going to win in September, right? Yeah. Well, they've gone there with a big opportunity, yeah. top of the table, a team that's lost three on the trot and got spanked, got their derrieres handed to them on a platter. <laughs> I did not know that Jason Dunstall spoke French. You would think if anywhere would be safe from a potential drowning incident, it would be the World Swimming Championships, a gathering of literally the greatest swimmers on the planet. And yet... Yesterday, American artistic swimmer Anita Alvarez had to be rescued from the bottom of the pool by her coach after she lost consciousness at the end of her solo free final. I swam as fast as I could and and took her out because um, I was like just fix it, you know, like just make her breathe. But we should be and clear, the pictures show her, I mean, they look, she's lifeless at the bottom of the pool. Yes, but she had a heartbeat on. Um, she, she, it was the the heart was working. Alvarez's coach Anita Fuentes speaking about the moment she leapt in to save her lifeless swimmer before another bystander helped drag her to the pool's edge, where Fuentes began CPR. You have to put the face sideways because you have to take out the water from your lungs. But she was very tight on her uh, jaw, so I tried to wake her up and to massage the jaw because it was too tense. And then she coughed and threw up the water out, but the heartbeat never stopped. Thankfully, Alvarez's condition has improved, and unbelievably, she's still considering competing in the team's event tomorrow. Anyone for tennis? The main draw of Wimbledon doesn't get started till Monday next week, but perhaps the most anticipated moment of the tournament happens tomorrow. Draw! Yes, tomorrow we find out who plays who. Who lands themselves a seemingly soft run through the tournament, who will have to fight against the home crowd support and play Andy Murray? And which one of the 32 seated men's players will have to tangle with this guy? Oh, how about that for a slice of entertainment, Nick Kyrgios style. 
never fails to keep us and the crowd entertained whenever he strides onto the centre court. Despite withdrawing from the Mallorca Championship yesterday due to a sore abdominal muscle, Nick Kyrgios is in red-hot form on grass heading into Wimbledon, and you can bet that he is the last player that any of the top-ranked men's players will want to face in the first round. And Nick's good form hasn't gone unnoticed. Three-time Wimbledon women's champ Chris Everett believes she's seen a change in Kyrgios since he won the Australian Open doubles with Buddy Thanasi Kokonakis, and that he seems more committed and has greater belief in himself. I'm looking forward to seeing that belief at work next week. Repeat after me. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. Nope, nothing. But for Aussie teenager Dyson Daniels, that dream is about to become a reality. Daniels is set to become the latest Aussie in the NBA when the draft happens this morning, with experts predicting the young boy from Bendigo could be taken as high as number six by the Indiana Pacers or as late as pick 10 by the Washington Wizards. He is incredibly impressive on both ends of the floor. I think he's one of the most complete prospects. So it starts defensively. Give me that at the rim, okay? He's 6'8 in shoes with a 6'11 wingspan defends multiple positions, can play really one through four, and then the IQ, the vision, these quick hit-aheads, he plays that unselfish style, and then can really see over the top in the half court offensively. He is a big guard, okay? Here you can see the vision, the accuracy, the touch. He actually played Aussie rules football for six years, so he's got these kind of funky instincts like we've seen from Josh Giddy. He developed at the NBA Academy out here before going to the G League Ignite, and I'm just really impressed with his versatility and ability to impact the game on both ends of the floor. ESPN Mike Schmitz with a glowing endorsement of Daniels, and it's a view shared throughout the NBA, with some reporting that Daniels' pre-draft workout with the Indiana Pacers was one of the greatest the organization has ever witnessed. The six-foot-eight guard has a defensive first focus and can contribute immediately in the NBA. And if the Pacers do decide to pick Daniels at six, he'll earn over five million US in his first season. That seems like a lot. Sure, but it is almost five million dollars less than whoever gets taken at number one in today's draft. Orlando Magic has the first pick in today's draft, so who will be that first selection? Smith, holding, turning, scoring. Yeah, that's, that's just about money for him. Jabari Smith is the name most mock drafts predict to be the first read out today at the Barclays Centre in New York where the draft will be held. And while Smith and Daniels are both certainties to be selected, cross your fingers for Perth Wildcats young forward Luke Travers who has nominated for the draft, but at this stage isn't expected to be picked in the 58 players tomorrow. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for today. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you Monday on the scorecard. Listener.